Curriculum Associates presents the Extraordinary Educators podcast with hosts Danielle Sullivan and Sari Laveris. Hear tips, best practices, and successes to improve your teaching and leadership and drive student growth and learning. We're here for you. Hello, welcome to the Extraordinary Educator podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Sari. This week, we are joined by the amazing Dejan Jett, who is an extraordinary educator in the class of 2024, and he is a sixth grade teacher in New Haven, Connecticut. And whoa, it's a master class. It's a very fast master class on how to connect with students in the year 2024. Yes, exactly. And not only does Dejan provide really practical tips and strategies you can use, but also just framing your thinking around how do you get them to feel comfortable and trust you so that you can do things like have, you know, rigorous math discourse in your classroom. So we hope you enjoy our conversation with Dejan as much as we did. Here it is. Welcome, Dejan. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So Dejan, we want to talk to you about a hot button topic that every educator on the planet is curious about, learning more. How do you approach and think about engaging your students? So really, it's reaching them or or kind of engaging them through things that are relevant to them. So I think that's a big part of it um, is really finding things that are of importance or relevance to them um, and then kind of starting there, which I do all that work at the beginning of the year. So then I know, you know, what what they like, what's, you know, what's important to them or what's, you know, the hot topic item for them. That's awesome. And your students are very lucky to have you. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. When you when you mentioned I do all the work that work at the beginning of the year, what what does that look like? What does that entail? How do you find out what what they like so you can increase engagement? So it starts, um, typically our principal gives us, or administration gives us like the first three days. My principal usually gives me like a little, like a week and a half, maybe going through a range of different things. I mean, we start off with like the typical icebreakers, but then we move into things that, so like day one, I know kids coming in, the TikTok is the, is all the rage. And so we get loose or we get comfortable through those avenues. So social media finding out what's a current TikTok trend that they're motivated by, uh, finding out uh, their music choices. And so I do all that day one. What I start off with is my music day one. And so they come into, like, I love 90s R&B. So they come in hearing that and they're like, what is this? If they've never heard it. Or some of them are like, my mom plays this on the weekends or something. And so that that sets the tone. And then as they come in, I'm finding out more about the music choices they like. And then I start that, you know, start with they like. So we just building those relationships at the beginning. It doesn't seem like a lot of work, but I actually do a lot of work to, to get to that point. I mean, you're building those systems. So I let's unpack this a little bit more because I think other educators would be really excited to learn how you do this. When you say TikTok trends, what does that look like? Can you paint what that sort of looks like in your classroom? Like are kids creating TikToks? Are you like actually doing TikToks or is everyone dancing? Like what's what's happening? So I typically find some like beginning of the school year, like TikToks, or I look at what's trending at the beginning of the year. I then use those. We all have smart boards now. So I'll play the TikTok on the smart board. So then they come in like, how do you know this? And then I will show them like a TikTok that I created using that trend. Sometimes it's a little cringy to watch myself. Other times the kids are like, you do TikToks? I've been doing it now for three years. 
Um, so actually the kids that then come into me, they, they look forward to it because my previous uh, students have all told them about it. But in the beginning, it was very much like, what are you doing? And now it's like, are you doing the TikTok today? And I never tell them. So I try to switch it up because now they're expecting it. But it's from like, we'll watch a trending TikTok. I'll have one that I already did either that morning or maybe, you know, days before, and then I'll show them. And it really just, it makes, it helps them relax. Sometimes we'll do one together. That usually comes a little later. That's like what we work up to. Obviously, you know, needing releases and all that. But also because I know they're motivated by by that, I want that to be like the grand prize. So we do all this other work to get to know them, build relationships within the class. Uh, We talk about like being a family. So kind of going through the, the avenues of what that looks like. And then this is like our big like family dinner or our family TikTok that we do. So it's it's it kind of all leads up to the big thing is the creating the TikTok. They all want to be featured on my TikTok. <laughs> I don't know why. I have I mean I only have like I think it's like sixty five hundred followers. Um, it's nothing like crazy, but that that's their goal. I don't know. <laughs> that's awesome. It just shows how much they respect and value you. I think and 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 your and your family, your community. I, I was going to ask. How have their students responded to this? But I think you touched upon it a bit. But were there any other results of, of you doing this that you that surprised you or that you just want to share um, any, anything positive that that happened because of the way that you engage your students? I've had a few students, was, which which is what kind of made me continue doing it. A few students said they felt comfortable like day one through this and they really felt like they could trust me because I knew some of the things that they knew or which I don't see the correlation to that, but the fact that they took that activity or these like week long activities and the bigger picture was to be comfortable enough to share things with me. They also acknowledge like no one's ever taken the time to figure out what we like and really like apply it. So that part, you know, it just, it, it continued the why on why I continue doing it. You know, if it makes them comfortable, you know, that's all, that's all I want. I need you to be comfortable enough and to trust me enough. So then when it's time for us to do the real work, engaging in math discourse, then, you know, you'll be more willing and able to, even if it's something that you don't want to do, it's like, well, you know, Mr. Jet, he does, you know, he does this, so I'll do it for him. You know what I mean? It's buttering them up for what I really need them to do, which is engaging in discourse. (laughs) I mean, you say buttering them up, I just say really effective relationship building. I glossed over this, but I'd like to go back. What are your top three 90s hip hop songs? So every student in my class must know Tevin Campbell's Can We Talk? Okay. The one I, so that's my top, like that's a non-negotiable. The other two, I let them decide. So this year, the other two ended up being Death Me Shout, Say My Name. And then it was, which is really a little after 2000s. And then the other one was Brandy, um, <laughs> The Boy Is Mine. So I have a lot more girls than- I was hoping boys. you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. so it, boys are like, do we have to? I'm like, you don't have to. And then eventually they start singing along. So I have, out of 21, I think I only have four boys in the class. So it's we our songs tend to lean more to what they like because they're usually in the majority. And I let them decide. But the Tevin Campbell is the non-negotiable. And then the other songs they decide. So usually, like I said, the girls typically win a lot of the arguments because they'll they'll rally each other and then, you know, they, they get the votes. <laughs> that's great. You're teaching them campaigning in math class. I love it. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have. But I just want to ask you 
for other educators who are listening that maybe want to start this? What's 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 one th- thing they can do tomorrow to start to connect with students in this really cool creative way that you're doing? I would ask them what, you know, what their their favorite music genre is or their favorite song out right now or do the work of going on TikTok and just finding out TikTok trending songs and then use the, like play it as soon as they walk in. I guarantee you it'll be a hit. <laughs> Thank you for just being you and your students are so lucky to have you as a teacher. Thank you. Thanks again. Get inspired by following us on social media and please tag us in your posts on Twitter at Curriculum Soch and on Instagram at MyIReady. If you have feedback about the podcast, a topic of interest, or want to be a guest, email extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. Subscribe where you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to help more educators like you join the conversation, please leave a review. And remember, be you, be true, be extraordinary. The Extraordinary Educators podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates, editing by Whiteboard Geeks, social media by Atsdy Hannon, guest booking by Sari Labaris, production by Haley Browning. This podcast is copyright material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates.